Podcast One production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. episode of the Wellness Collective, we are very excited to invite one of our own. We wanted to have a really organic discussion Mm -hmm. about all things babies. That's right. I mean, you do a lot of talk about infertility or fertility or getting people to the point where, whoa, look, they're going to have a baby. Mm -hmm. But what happens... When you get past that but, point. And what about all the stuff that no one actually talks about? Well, you know, you yeah. have a baby and mm-hmm. you you, have, you think to yourself, why did no one tell me this? <laughs> why did nobody tell me about whatever it might be? We want to talk about that today. So when we asked our guests uh-huh. if they would like to be part of this podcast, of course they said yes. But also <laughs> we didn't really want to put too much thought into it. We just wanted Yeah, we want discussion. to know. And, and of course... Our guest today, she has a lot of experience to draw on. Our guest today is none other than Midwife Kath. I'm Midwife Kath and um, I've been a midwife for about 43 years now. How many births did oh, that cover? Were you like think? 12 when you started? <laughs> I was... I was Oh, I just turned 18. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I was so green and mm, I hadn't seen a naked body, so it was pretty, oh. it was pretty, <laughs> it was really, it was <laughs> confronting. It was very confronting. So um, starting nursing was, was, was big back in the 70s, but it was great. Um, so uh, probably over 10,000 babies. Goodness that, me. Um, 10,000 wow. births, maybe more, but you know, it always takes you by surprise and, you, and you've got two people you're looking after. You're looking after the mum and baby. So, you, you, you know, you're always... And the dad. And the, da- <laughs> and the dad, but two people you're acutely aware of all the time. So, um, but I love it. I've always loved it. And, you know, even as a, as a young girl, I loved the thought of obstetrics and midwifery and childbirth and babies. You know, it was something that I always wanted to do. See, I do the other stuff. I do the other part of the. Well, that's I never right. get to see this. We end. talk a I lot help about women have fall pregnant, getting mm. to that point. But, but I never, then... I, I never get to be at the business end. And yeah. when friends have, you know, sort of instigated or suggested, oh, you should be at the birth. I'm like, I would love to be. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Know. Absolutely, I would love that. But anyway, I think it's it's, you know, do we go wrong in the sense? Can I just jump straight in? Of course, let's do it. Yep. We have this idea that we need this birth plan. When, and when patients say this to me, I'm like, just let go of that, please. Please let go of that. But how do you say that in a way that's not crushing? Yeah, look, it's the way I, I've worked with women over the past, because I've worked in natural childbirth for many years and set up birth centres and, you know, I've sung Enya. <laughs> I birthed in a birth centre. Oh, do you know the thought of Enya playing while I was in that situation made me want to punch someone. I, I was like, I cannot understand hilarious. that at all. Well, when we listened to Enya, you know, when she was hot yeah. and people would, people would bring her in in a boombox, you know, and I'd go, here she comes. And it was like... For 14 hours. Yeah, and, oh, that's exactly what I was going to say. It wasn't for a minute. It was for hours. But this is the thing. You think it's going to be for a minute. But it's surely, I couldn't understand the concept of having a song that you might have liked in a situation that you're probably not going <laughs> to like. It was distressing. That next time you hear that song, you're just going to go, oh, all That's of that fair. is coming and back. And she doesn't dilate your cervix. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good tip. That's the tip, girls. Yeah, she doesn't dilate your cervix. And it's got nothing to do with, like she 
may be very relaxing when you're meditating pre, pre-birth and, <laughs> and when you're thinking about it and, and that's what's great about Enya, but not when you've got, the when you've got the head on the cervix and, you know, you need, you need other things, you know, but you need ACDC when you're in that situation. <laughs> you, do, you don't you need do. Enya. So birth plans to, you know, to, to talk to women, you, first of all, as a midwife, you need to be strong and you need to, you need to be able to have, you need to be able to hold distress. Mm. And that is the distress of the woman, woman in labour because it's, it's a distressing time and you need to be strong to be able to say, listen, this is what we're going to do. We are going to do. Yes. It's not onto you and it's not onto me. It's not my decision. It's, it's us and we're going to do it together. But, you know, as a team... I don't think hanging from the rafters is going to work. You know, like, I don't think so. (laughs) And when you're having a contraction, why don't you try? Because I know it's not going to work. But, like, it's just, I think birth plans are setting women up to fail. I guess. And I'm really Mm. strong on looking after women Mm. and looking after, because I've been around for so long, why set women up to fail? Mm. Like, why give these grandiose ideas of saying, you know, like you're not allowed to do this and you're not allowed to do this and I want to do this and it's just not going to work. Mm. Let's give them some really good ideas that I know through my experience of being in lots and lots of births that's going to work. Mm. And that's what we need. We need some good ideas of some sensible people, the common sense stuff, well, not I the think, cray-cray stuff. But the other, the other challenge with that is, and I know after having two children, I, I mean, I didn't really have a birth plan for Olivia. I'd seen enough to know enough to go, mm, yeah, let's just not do that. But if you are putting a birth plan together, you and your husband, two people that have no idea about having a baby, mm. are putting a plan together. It Why? makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Chris, my husband... Mm when I was in labour with Olivia, was completely useless. Yeah. And that's not his fault. No. And I say that to him. How was he to know? He's not going to know. You provided the, uh, the best entertainment when I was in labour because he fell off a chair. <laughs> and that was that made me laugh. That was, yeah. that was probably Chris the Chris stood highlight. at the business end with the camera for three hours. Oh, fabulous. So, and then he and showed then, his friends, didn't he? Fabulous. The <laughs> and then he needed debriefing. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, post-traumatic <laughs> But he goes, I probably should have realised when they actually got some aprons on that maybe we were a bit closer, but he'd stood there. <laughs> Great. Just waiting. But it's, you know, after in the birth centre, when when we set it up, we never really had birth plans because I think women saw us. You were the plan. I I set it up. I I was in charge of the birth centre. I was was the brains trust Mm -hmm. of the birth centre. You know, the doctors who were there. We we were the thinkers behind it. So why why come in and tell us what to do mm. sort of thing. You know, it's not as though mm. they were telling us what to do. They trusted us. So and if we go back, though, to like when you fall pregnant. So you've been to see Nat, you've had all your fertility help and everything and, oh, boom, there you go, you're pregnant. I can remember that moment. It took me a month to get pregnant. So I didn't have that build-up and that chance to do some research. And I didn't know anything about anything. Yeah. And I had a friend who had had a baby uh, who was a couple of years older than me and I worked with her and I said, what do I do now? Yeah. And she said, go to your doctor and get a referral yeah. to an obstetrician. Yeah. Here's the name of mine. I went and did that. And I didn't even like this guy. Yeah. Particularly, yeah. like, personality-wise, didn't feel like we really And if you don't, go somewhere else. But go I didn't some- know. I but didn't that's know. what I'm saying to the listeners yeah. out. Go somewhere else. If you don't have, if you don't feel comfortable, it's actually okay. You can say, thanks very much. It's lovely to meet you. <laughs> See you next visit. Don't come back. But there's also the alternative is <laughs> you don't have to, to even do course. it that yeah. way. But, but I didn't even know you could do it a way where you could have a doula or you could, you could go through the 
the uh, public hospital system and they had their system set up. I, I had no There's idea. There's many ways. Mm. And uh, you've just got to feel safe. And I think that's mm. the ultimate, isn't yeah. it, to feel comfortable because yeah. I think when you that can really hold you back in labour if you're not feeling comfortable. Yeah, exactly. And also... It was only, you know, yesterday I was having a, a chat with a woman um, about getting pregnant and it's about feeling calm and comfortable and, you know, safe in yourself and she's been pregnant before but can't get pregnant, you know, and we're complex and we, we worry so much. And I think and we've already set ourselves up for failure before we walk into the birth so, suite or so before true. we try and fall pregnant because everyone else seems to be having a negative experience with that so we buy into that yeah. whereas... You know, we're not buying into the positive stories, yeah. the people that have had, you know, loved f- that journey of falling pregnant or And that's where, birthing. as a midwife, look, if if I had a dollar for every time I say, I said during the day, relax, it's okay. Like, look at me, it's okay. Just mm. take a deep breath. We're, we're not going anywhere, whether that's to do with birth, whether that's to do with a baby crying, whether that's to do with feeding, mm. um, attaching a baby, whether that's to do with um, dealing with a sleepless baby. It's that just just relax and just, it's okay. We're going to get through today. Like, There's so much okay. going on though, isn't there? When there you is, talk about I all know, of that, and I'm right? not, I don't live no, in La La Land. No, that was a good I, way to put I it. I seriously, seriously don't live in La La Land because, you know, I've been with a lot of women over my years um, that sounds weird, but you know, like, <laughs> I don't, I've been with a lot of women, helping a lot of women over the years. context, um, yep. and it's it's just you you've you've got to be able to hold them and to say, look, I mean, just relax, mm. everything's going to be okay. I trust and you if you go, said that to me. By yes, the way, I would trust yeah. you. But I'm glad you brought all of that up because I think there's this real emphasis on the birth. Yeah, And I can remember feeling so completely lost after the birth. I had never changed a nappy. You said you'd never seen a naked body when you started nursing. I had a baby that I was going to have to look after for the next ever and I had never changed a nappy. I'd been to one class at the hospital on the birth and nowhere did they say, so when the baby's born, this is what you do. There was nothing about (laughs) sleep. There was nothing about feeding. There was no information about it. And and also um, the time in hospital has changed, Um, you know, because... the 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 hours are different in in a hospital. The the time women stay in hospital. Um, I personally love to spend an hour and a half with a woman. You know, in the first couple of days after they've had a baby, and I talk about their fingernails, how to cut them or how to, how to file yes, them, beautiful. how to lift a baby's arm up, look under their arm, mm. um, look down between their groin, look at their belly button, look under their chin, look at their back, look at their baby. Let's get to know your newborn baby. Teach the parents about the baby. Mm. And, you know, they're like this. Of you know, how to put a nappy on properly, how to put a singlet on properly. Teaching the real basics about a baby in the first couple of days is everything. Everything. I totally is agree with that. I remember driving away from the hospital and Chris and I, my husband, looking at each other and we burst out laughing. I'm like, what, the, what the hell is this? And then Are this they is, trusting us with yes, this baby? What do we do now? Leave with this child. But the funniest part, actually, <laughs> there was a whole it was it was hilarious. If I look back now, like, you know, you get set up and we had the car seat in the back, and then I had this little tiny Corolla and I'm in labour, and the car seat had to get ripped out because I the car was so small, I couldn't fit, I wanted to be on all fours. I'm like, I'm not putting 
putting a seatbelt on, that's going to kill my life right now. So I couldn't actually be on all fours with the car seat in. So to rip the car seat, that was like, you know, anyway, there was that. But then when we left, we got home with her. You know, this is a couple of days later. And I remember ringing my girlfriend the night after the first night at home and saying, oh, my God, she has cried all night long. Mm. If I picked her up, she'd stop. If I put her back down, she'd start again. I don't even know what I'm doing. And (laughs) she says to me, have you fed her? Oh, um, no. no. I know. <laughs> I hadn't fed Isn't her so all night. Yeah. Oh, no one had, I really? just didn't. No ha- one had said. Yeah. No but what about in said- the hospital? She, you didn't feed her overnight? Yeah, but you know when but they, they sleep that first night and they're not, they're got, you know, you've got no milk. They're got, they're just, oh. That didn't happen. See, no. I had six nights in hospital. See, yeah. no, this is and where I think. And that was great. And so I, end, I, I yeah. think, though, that, I mean, you've come from a very vulnerable place, which mm. is pregnancy, where, you yes. know, like you really... And really just, in a vulnerable Kath, place. Kath just did the cuckoo la la thing with her finger then. You can't yeah. see it, but I, I can appreciate You're really that. in yes, a different true. place. And then you've gone through labour, which is, you know, such a, 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 a strong, um, strange, you know. Strange, yes. Strange place for us, <laughs> our, our mind to go through. Then we're sleep deprived for three, four, five, six nights. Oh. And then we go home by ourselves with a baby and we're like, and I was an expert and I'm like, Okay, I know everything. I know everything. But God, I have never felt this tired. No. And it, it was the sleep deprivation that made me feel scared. It wasn't yes. the care of the baby. It was that that sort of like that tipping oh. over the edge of mm. I'm so tired, I don't know what to do, mm. you know. And, mm. and well I didn't I can think imagine, to feed my baby. Yeah, like. that's right. And I don't know how parents who don't know what to do. That's why I teach so much because I know how hard it's it was. So important. I know yeah, I actually was on the phone to a girlfriend, I'm like, I don't even know what to do. She said, I can hear her mm. and she's, that's a hunger cry. And I'm mm. like, oh, right. Yeah. We feed them. That's yeah. right. Like, But this is the thing. I think um, we don't kind of, I mean, we've always talked about, you don't support each other the way we used to with the aunties village. and mums. Yep. And, yep. and my mum was very much there to help me with that stuff. And I always laugh because my mum, whenever she got my her hands on my son when he was a baby, he was born in June, so he was a winter baby. Mm. He was like wrapped up in like 15. He looked so snuggly and he was always tight and oh, so happy when he was with my mum because she just had yeah, all of yeah. those mothering instincts. Of and I was course. like, I don't know how to do this stuff. No. But she was but you always need to great. Be taught. That's right. And, and um, I've, my, my book that's out and it's it's just, it's really basic. It's a really basic book and it's, and I love when everyone comes and says, it's so basic and I'm yeah. like, is that a compliment? But, <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, absolutely. It is Bring because, it back to basics. Because it's just common sense. It's mm-hmm. feed the baby, love the baby, keep mm. the baby close. Mm. Exactly well, I think what you're we're saying. busy too and we, we have this idea we need to go back to our regular life mm. yeah. and, you know, we have to go back to, our body has to go back to normal. All these things that actually are not achievable. Yeah, they're not achievable in a few weeks but, but, we also want to put our baby in this huge um, room by by itself. Oh, I do not get and this bit. it's yes. like but in a cot by itself. Where our species, we need each other. Yeah. We need the bodies. We need and and the baby needs its its mother or its parent or it needs someone. It needs a care. It needs someone close. So why do we put? No wonder they cry when they're I in, in and they stop crying when they're next to someone. Mm. And you well, know. I cry and then I get a cuddle and I feel better. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we all do. I know, but I had I had Livia was a horrific sleeper, horrific. Like you know, and she woke three hours and she was tiny and anyway. Mm. But I remember oh. the day that 
I surrendered to having her in bed with me. Yep. And I remember my husband saying, just put her in the bed. She's not going to grow another limb. It's going to be okay. And yep. it was such a turning point to yep. actually have someone give you permission to yep. do that when the rest of the world, the Western world, was saying that's not okay. Mm. And what was really interesting is that as a mother, I thought I'd done something wrong by allowing her in my bed. Mm. When I had my son, completely different. He would, if I tried to put him in my bed, he mm. would arch his back as if to yeah, say, put want me to back there. in different my children. space. Yeah. Yeah. Completely different. And it yeah. was only from having the second child to going, oh my goodness, that wasn't me. That was, that's her needs. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, I had a Vietnamese um, couple I was caring for and the husband came to me after the class and said, can I ask you a question? I'm like, sure. And he said, why do we need a cot or a bassinet? Aww. And I said, um, good question. Uh, he said, because in Vietnam, we just build the bed bigger. Yes. I said, yep. See, I was always it. frightened by that, though. I couldn't sleep having but a baby because, close don't because you I... out there, the society... No, skin. I was worried about rolling you on top never. of the baby. You would never. But don't you think no. it's society that makes you frightened? No, I you think what? it's I just consciously I don't did. Sl- sleep very lightly, so I wouldn't sleep right. having the baby there. No, you're so you're tired. Very you rarely, sleep. You you're don't. so tired. Mm. You don't. Very rarely. I slept for nine months in like this L shape where mm. I'd, Livy would be in here yeah. because I was worried about Chris rolling on her. Oh, yes. But I would sleep and I literally, to the point where I had ribs that would constantly go in and out because I was breastfeeding as well, so everything's lax and it's all happening and I'm <laughs> breastfeeding on the side and it's all, you know. But I literally slept like that for nine months, no problem. Now, if I tried to do that now, there's no way I could physically do that. You mm. know what? It all just kicks yeah, in. Yeah, it's survival. amazing, isn't it? It's, um, you know, it's if if women are using drugs and mm. alcohol mm. and um, you've got a really smoky room and lots of dooners and I think that's a huge risk. Mm. Um, but a mother without using drugs and, and alcohol and uh, alert is a very alert to, to her baby. Oh, it's incredible, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I always found that interesting that um, uh, I remember when Ollie was, uh, my son was only a couple of months old and <clears throat> not even, a couple of weeks, and my husband, bless him, he made dinner and it was right at that time where, when seven o'clock, where oh, yeah. you know the baby just goes, I'm not, yeah. I don't like this time of day. Time. It's yeah. not good for me. Mm-hmm. So he plated up the dinner, and he said, "Give me the baby, so you can sit down and enjoy your dinner." And he literally sat on the other side of the room on the couch, and I sat at the table and took two mouthfuls. And the crying was so intense. I was just, I cannot enjoy this meal mm. because. All of my, every cell in my body is being drawn to the fact that he is crying and yeah. he's so upset. So if you give him to me and I eat with one hand. And you breastfeed with the other. Yeah. Or I, just, <laughs> I just held him, That's I think. And he that. settled and I enjoyed it. And it was, it was but quiet. it was so hard to communicate that to he, to mm. my husband without it feeling like, oh, you just don't understand. You mm. know, it's it's mm. even that dynamic can be very difficult it's when very you have difficult. a, a yeah. new baby at home and especially when you've been on an equal sort of footing throughout your relationship to that point. Yeah. And the, things change. Yeah, I think you're right. It's uh, And there's just things that we can do, you know. Yeah. It's just because we're women and yes. we can. Um and men's body does, they, they don't change no. during pregnancy and, and that's okay. That's because we, we all have jobs to do. Yes, we need them for something else. <clears throat> yeah, we do. Mm. But uh, that biological urge thing, you yeah, can't explain so it. It's so strong, isn't it? It's incredible, yeah. yeah. So strong. And I th- and we think about our children a lot more during the day. Um, it's just there. It's it's just there all the time on our shoulder. Um, but it, it doesn't mean 
men love their children less. It's just, it, it, it's, it doesn't mean that at all. It's, we're different. Men and women are different. Um, but it's, look, parenting is, is so complex and it's, you know, I, I love teaching it because it's nice to be able to teach um, parenting from a fun not a, not, not a crazy stuff, but a, you know, really positive way, and to, to to teach people that we have such an important role in in a in a way that we talk to our our children, mm. um, and you know, especially in the first five to seven years, you know, the way we we teach our children, the way we talk to our children, has a lifelong impact on them, mm. lifelong. Mm. You know, whatever so we whatever we tell them. That's what they are. Mm, and that's what they believe. We're talking with midwife Kath. Can I change lanes a little bit? Because we've talked about babies a lot. Mm. But what about as a mother in recovery? I feel like that gets left out a yeah, lot. It does. And then because it's all the about the baby. Mm. And I know. You know, there's some cultures. My husband's Greek, and he was laughing the other day about the 40 day. You know, women yeah, I love stay that. home for I and and I, I practice Chinese medicine, so it's mm. it's a 40 days again. Chinese medicine does the same thing. There is to me so much sense in that. Of this there is, is a cultural confinement, so it's a 40 day in, in in lots of cultures that women stay home and they're looked after. They've they're fed lots of warm soups. Yes. Um, they're cared for by women. Nourishing foods that yeah. are going to help them recover, recover get their milk. Like it's all there. The the baby's cared for. They, the the baby comes to them for feeding, and they they stay in bed, and they 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 very rarely leave home, whether to just visit a health professional. But they stay home. There's there's no walking around the block or going for a, uh, down to, for a cappuccino or anything like that. I was at the country road sale five days after Geordie was born. <laughs> what? Well, you How don't stupid! Miss that. I had a cesarean too. It was just oh, stupid, like silly. stupid. But there was nobody there saying, "Hey, stop! Don't do that." And, and what was also interesting. Um, and again, slightly off topic, but I remember with Livy, and again, no idea, but someone said to me, and it was actually one of the carers at the hospital, said, you don't want your mum around because mothers get really emotionally involved with their daughters and, and that it's not a good idea. So please, whatever you do, just ask your mum to not be around. Who oh said that goodness. to you? One of the midwives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bring your mothers. I know, right? Mother, yeah. But here's the thing. So vulnerable, like you said, pregnant, vulnerable, no idea what I'm doing. I was like, right, ring mum. Mum, um, I just want to, I need to get settled. I don't need you to be here initially. Oh, mum. I know, right? Now I know this. I have children. I'll be oh, heartbroken, no. right? Yeah. But I was like, just when I'm ready, I'll let you know. Oh, my goodness. Driving home from the hospital. <laughs> you let her know. Mum, <laughs> come now, please. And she lives in Adelaide. So she's like, okay, yep, coming. But it was just really interesting because you are vulnerable. You're told all these things. But mm. I just feel like that, that it's it's all about the baby and there's not so much about you. Well, that... What's so very hard is is the feeding part of mm. of the recovery, and what I'm you know very strong about is a happy mother. Everything is about a happy mother to me, um, because I think if we have a happy mother, we have That's a happy baby. Such a good point. We have a happy partner. We have a happy mother's mother-in-law. We have a happy everyone. But the mother needs to be happy. Now, the mother's not happy if her baby's crying. The mother's not happy if her baby's starving. The mother's not happy if her husband or partner is unhappy. So we have to go back and talk to the mother and say, how are you? What is going on? And when you ask that question, by goodness, I hear some amazing, I hear some frightening, and I hear some tremendous answers. But 
you've got to ask the question, how are you? Mm. Because everyone's, how's the baby? How's the baby sleeping? Is your milk in? How are your nipples? How's your vagina? How's this? How's that? <laughs> Broken. Forget about all of that. Forget it. How are you? Yeah. yeah. How are you doing? How are mm. things? How are you? Because I sort know of like you disappear a bit, isn't it? Well, you you do. And, yeah. and, and it's you can lose yourself. Mm. And it's um, because you're giving everything. You've got your boob hanging out. Everyone's looking at your vagina. Everyone's oh. sort of looking at your baby. It's oh, Jesus. <laughs> like... You know, and it's everyone's coming around with bloody goddamn lasagna. You know, <laughs> cannot just, something else be you know invented to, to for postnatal women except lasagna and schnitzel? I remember thinking, this is my life now. Yeah. Like, this is my life is now. Is it true what? though? Yes, yeah. I, had, I had meatballs delivered. They were good. Oh, okay. I had a whole delivery yeah. of a week. That was actually great. It was yeah. like there's services out there. No, that I actually... always say to people though, if you have a friend who's having a baby, give them a meal. Give them a meal. Don't buy them don't fluffy go and sit there. toys. No, no, no. And don't oh, no expect them to entertain no. you. Just cook them a dinner, deliver it, drop Say them, hi. give them a kiss, Baby's beautiful. and leave. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. But we need to know how mum is. And yes. and it's when you ask the question and if you sit quietly and ask the question, you, you'll be amazed how mm. what the answer you'll get. So um, a lot of women struggle. And yeah. they struggle because mainly because of sleep deprivation, and also a lot of women take um, anxiety and depression into pregnancy. Mm. So when you take that into pregnancy, and pregnancy exacerbates that, it's not going to get better for quite some time because we've got sleep dep- deprivation on top of that. On yes. top of that, and a baby crying, and everyone's saying your baby's crying and looking at you. Yes. So and everyone looking at you to make it better. It's a mm. lot of pressure. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, there, there needs to be a lot of support around this feeding business. Um, so it's hard. It's, it's really hard. Well, it's not just hard. It's the worst it's <laughs> I been. I just remember. What you do know, you mean? It's the worst it's been. It's the worst it's been in the hospitals. In that there is so much pressure Ooh, on yes. women that they have to breastfeed and breastfeed yes. only. And look, seriously, I breastfed. I breastfed only, and you don't know want to know how long I breastfed for. <laughs> it was like. Oh yeah, and um, <laughs> I was I was I just was one of those women that could breastfeed well, mm. and it was easy for me. And so putting that to a side because it's not about me; mm. it's about everyone else that I help. So um, you're right; everyone has an opinion, especially on feeding. Don't yeah, they? yeah, they yeah. do, and but, how your baby's born. But I think it's oh, about yeah. it, it's you. Don't, you shouldn't bring your own your personal shit to to your work. No. It's not about how what you did or whatever. It's about you have to look Unless after. Unless somebody asks, but don't volunteer it, right? No. Like, someone says, what did you do? But how no. as a, as a, or but, <laughs> or, but also I did this, so you should do no, that. Like, exactly. oh, there's a forget bit of that. it, you know. So so there's, there's a lot of pressure that the hospital's make mm. women only breastfeed. I've been around a long time and I know that not everyone can breastfeed, mm-hmm. number one. Not everyone wants to breastfeed, mm. number two. Not everyone likes breastfeeding. Not everyone feels very comfortable. Mm. They're, they're women who have been sexually assaulted. Mm. They yeah. don't like it. It's not nice. And believe it or not, there are some couples and, you know, I know this is, sounds sexist or whatever, whatever people want to take from it, but men don't like partners breastfeeding. Mm. And I don't... It doesn't bother me that that happens, but that's what happens in couples and I respect if that's what some couples agree to and they don't like it. It's not my family. Mm. It's got nothing to do Mm. with me. Mm. 
But I'm very distressed that some hospitals and midwives are withholding formula from women because they they don't think they're allowed to give Make out value food judgment. to babies. Oh wow, gosh, it's it a is, problem. It's such a, I remember thinking it's just crazy because you don't know what you're doing. The baby doesn't know what it's doing. It's like this just disastrous situation unless there's somebody to show you it how can to do be. it. No, no, what I'm saying yeah. is I think that innately mm. I didn't know how to latch on properly. Oh, I didn't know, know how to do any of that. I needed somebody to show me how to do that and I needed someone to show me repeatedly. But if you, if <laughs> what, what, seriously, if, if, if you leave a mother and baby together, and I've seen this men. Yeah, they do. Really? Yep, they do. I feel like I worked it out. You've got weird boobs. Well, maybe. (laughs) But if you you have babies long-term, what I'm trying to say, if if some women don't have enough milk Mm. and some babies need assistance with some formula, they should have it. Of course, yes. But they're not not giving it to people. that's wrong. Because I I had a theory, though, when I had... a baby. I had no concept about how the birth was going to go. I just wanted to be alive and have a baby that was alive that, at the end of it. How it should be. Yeah. And and same with feeding. But I, I didn't have a problem with breastfeeding. Yeah. There was a couple of times where I did a formula top up yeah. because there was like a hungry patch. But I had a health nurse yeah. that said to me, "You can't do that because you give them one bottle of formula and it ruins all the what? good and bacteria it, in their that's belly bullshit. from." Yeah, exactly. And I thought, why? I stopped going to her after that because yeah. I thought, no, I don't need you trying to make me feel guilty about trying to feed my child. And you know what? You're strong and you've got... Yes, exactly. You've got yes. the capacity to do it. But I know there's a lot of women who go, okay, I'm mm, hurting my baby. Exactly. And and there's a lot of women that go, okay, and they, they go home and struggle and struggle and mm. struggle with feeding and they're the women who get depressed and anxious and they're the women that we need to look after. Yeah, absolutely. Why can't they give their bottle, bottle of formula? I know and what I look after, the women I look after, breastfeed long term. Mm. That's what I want. And if they give their baby one bottle of formula a day <laughs> and their babies and, and they breastfeed long term, I think that's success. Mm. Be- and the women feel successful. Mm, mm. And the program I get them to do is for the dads to bath the babies late at night and give the babies a bottle of formula after the bath. So the mums go to bed, have a sleep, have a good stretch of sleep. Yes. The babies end up sleeping. The mums end up sleeping. The dads bond with their babies and have Beautiful. the bath and the bottle. Mm. And it's just a win, 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 win. Oh, you I know? love it. I know. It's and so smart. Everyone's happy and yeah. the mums breastfeed long term. Mm. I get so much shit from it because I'm giving the dirty F word. Formula. <laughs> <laughs> But I think what needs to happen is I think we need to, and it goes with anything in life, but we need to be happy with our own way, not everybody else's. Just your way is but, the right way. Like, but it's, you know. it's okay. And yeah. everyone else could do what they like. No one has to do my way. Well, no one's sitting there listening to your baby cry at 3am other than you. So why is it that you're putting, giving your power to everybody? And I know we're vulnerable and I know we're seeking, for, looking for answers and it's just it's, if you so happen to have the right person there. You know, yeah. I was so grateful. I remember with Geordie and and my milk took a long time to come in with Livy, but Geordie's it was really quick and I didn't know what the heck was happening because two different babies, You're two right, different scenarios. It does. And was that mid- about six six weeks or so? For Livia. Yeah. It took ages to yeah, come in with Livy. Yeah. But with Geordie it was like, you know Boys. 
suck, and then they suck, suck, suck the living suck, daylights suck. out of you. Oh, is there they a do. They yeah. totally. He was so different. Wow. But anyway, I remember the midwife saying to me, "Oh, he's bringing in your milk. Let him go." And I was like, "Oh, thank you for telling me that. I had no. I've got no, no idea." Course. Libby mm. did this. Not at this point in time. She was still asleep. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all just different. But it's just a. It, the tricky part is getting the right advice. Yeah. My mum used to tell me before I went, before I actually even went nursing, God bless you, mum, she's not with us anymore, but she always said to me, Kath, when you be a nurse and you look after the mums, you need to tell the mums they're doing a good job Mm. and Mm. their baby's beautiful. And you know what? I still tell them. I still, every day, even if they're ugly. You know. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. But, um, but it's. Well, they often look like. Geordie look like a pug and Livy look like a monkey. So. <laughs> but, you know, every mum is doing a good job. Every mum is doing a good job. We all do. You know, I'm a mum and, you know, I'm doing a good job and sometimes I need to be reminded I'm doing a good job because I work hard and you you ladies work hard you're doing a good job but it's it doesn't it's not just with babies it's with um it's with all age groups but because we have to be reminded as mums we're doing a good job and it's when you've got a little baby you really need to be reminded that mm. you are doing a good job and because you're just like don't know what I'm doing. You're out of your depth. That's where that community comes into it, though, isn't it? Oh, it, it where is. You've got yeah. your people around you, and you allow that to happen. I think it's a time that it's okay to ask for help mm. and to, yep. you know, take people up on their offers. And if someone does cook you another tray of freaking lasagna, you just <laughs> put take it in the, tray. the freezer. <laughs> hey, um, add some chili. I. I always think if I win Tuts Lotto, I'm going to set up an establishment for women. Me too. Oh, we can do we it can together. Do it. All right, yeah. good. We'll have and a podcast. Yes, in a we yeah. will. <laughs> and what it's going to be, it's going to be like sleep school, but you don't have to go if your child is having any sort of difficulty. Is it just like it's a hangout just a place? Place for you to go, like a hotel where you can, you know, there's people to look after your babies. You can go for a couple of nights for a rest. Mm. I'm not going to charge a fortune because I went to a sleep school mm. for two or three nights because I was having trouble with mm. um, my daughter sleeping and it didn't solve the problem. But mm. what it did is it gave me a break from my mm. the grind of everything else that was going on. The emotional, the toddler. The physical break. Exactly. Which every woman deserves. Yes. Not, and you deserve it. I had meals cooked for me, yep. which were horrible hospital meals, but I didn't care. <laughs> Doesn't matter. There was a fridge with those little weird juices I could help myself to. Yep. I got to read my book while the baby slept. Yeah. I got to do yoga and I got to meet other mums who were there because they had... And the same thing. Yeah. Well, worse. They were in situations yeah. where they had serious postnatal depression yeah. and they had twins that weren't sleeping and they yeah. had, you know, all yeah. these situations that it gave me a chance to take stock and it gave me a chance yeah. to put things into perspective a little bit. Mm. And it was fantastic. How old was and I your baby? She was... Four months yeah. at the time. Yeah. Can you come if you've got a six and a ten-year-old? Uh, 24-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're running it. We can, oh, yeah, that's uh, right. we can do whatever we like. That's right. Staff quarters. It's all good. Yeah, we're there. And we're yeah, podcasting I, out of there. Yeah. Right now. It's right. It's <laughs> a studio. Yeah. Everyone can come in for the studio. But <laughs> it just really, I yeah. feel like there is a real lack of that sort of Absolutely. thing but to it's, support women. But there's a lack of... I was criticised through a maternal and child health nurse who threw the bongo drums, told uh, through a mum, I was told that, oh, she only looks after the mothers. And I'm like, thank you. Good. That's a compliment. That's great. That That is hilarious. And and it's because of this BBB or the bath, bottle and bed routine. And Mm. it's it's exactly what you're talking about, that I put the mum, get the mums to go to bed at nine o'clock and the dad's bath at 10 o'clock so the mothers can have that physical or emotional break because it's been been proven 
that if women have some sort of break that they're they're not breastfeeding or they don't have a child on them, if they have that break, they actually can cope. Four months, six months of doing it day in, day Mm. out is a long time. Mm. You've got to be able to step away from it. Have a shower by yourself. Go to bed and read a book by yourself. Have some meditation. Just just go to bed by yourself. Don't play Enya. No. (laughs) But this is the, can I just bring it back to the fact that the Wellness Collective is how, this is how this came around, Kath. So I created this community because I realised that women had disconnected from each other, that they all of a sudden felt the need to go it alone. You know, you had a miscarriage, don't tell anyone, heaven forbid. You had to do IVF. Oh my gosh, don't tell anyone, we're going to be judged for it. You know, what happened? Why is it that we've got to this point where we had to, again, you're having a baby, don't tell, don't, you don't need your mother there. You can do it on your own. It was this idea Mm. that we had to do the hard yards alone. And it's ridiculous for all of time. We've never done that. Mm. So why is it that we're all of a sudden where we've got this belief running that we need to be this person that does everything on their own when we've never done that. So mm. the idea of the Wellness Collective was yep. bringing women together yeah. because I believe women solve women's problems. And once upon a time, you would have had a house full of people <laughs> and you would have been in your bedroom yep. as a mum recovering in a bed, having the baby, you know, brought to you or whatever needed to be done whilst you recovered, depending on how mobile or immobile yeah. you were. And you had the support, whereas and, we don't have that now. And just even, you know, I'm sure you'd know through your podcasts and I know through mine, um, you know, so many amazing times. I was in the lift a couple of weeks ago and a lady said to me, I could find because I was looking at my phone as usual, you know. Instagram. <laughs> of course, yes. yes that's, our, that's our tribe now. That's our community. <laughs> a lady said to me, are you midwife, Kath? I went, oh. <laughs> and um, I go, oh, yes. And um, she said, oh, thanks so much. She said, oh, your podcast really helped me. And she said, it's really helped. And I said, oh, that's okay. And she held my hand. Aww. And within 30 seconds, she was out the door and the, and the lift closed. And I'm like, oh, my God, what, what, what just happened? That was weird. And, but it, was, it, it really has stayed with me, you know, yes. the, the, yeah. what this does. Yeah. And what you ladies are doing and, and what I do, it, it, women are listening to us. Mm. and it's, well, We're creating that, that community. And that community <laughs> in again. A way. But they do and it's, it's so powerful and it's, um, it's, it's, a great, it's a great way of, of sharing ideas and, and giving strength to women and I think it's, it's just so tremendous. Yep. Thank you so much. I know Thank that so, so many much. women will just love this conversation. Oh, well, I've loved this oh, conversation. Me too. Yeah, Don't I worry about too. what everybody else I, needs. I, I think so. <laughs> it makes you just feel like you're just normal. It's fine, yeah. you know. You don't. What you've gone through is what you've gone through. Yeah. And like I said to you, you've seen ten thousand births, and okay, yeah, some of them are the same. I, but it's all different. But you just have to find your way and, and reach out. You yeah. don't need to do and it. And don't by need yourself. to suffer in silence. No, 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 please yourself. don't do that. Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. No, thank new you so book, much. Where do we find the new book? Um, the new book's out in September. The old book, which is only two years old, is called The First Six Weeks. And the new book is going to be called After the First Six Weeks because everyone came to me and said, what happens on the seventh <laughs> week? <laughs> so um, the, first, the, the new book is going to be about um, the seventh week until um, the first 12 months. A big thanks to Kath for joining us. And, of course, you can find Birth Baby and Beyond here on Podcast One as well. It's where all the cool kids hang out, right? Totally. You know what we love? Mm. We love being rated. I'm sure Kath does too. Yes. Five stars, no pressure. (laughs) And, you know, if you want to leave a review or a comment or actually get in touch with us because you want us to have someone on the show that Mm -hmm. you would like us to feature, um, don't hesitate to do that. It's just info at natkringudas.com.au. That's right. 
and obviously rating us via iTunes or um, downloading the Podcast One app, whatever wo- whatever floats your boat, really. Oh, I know. I think There's you've covered of, all the I know, bases. I know. I just give it, Very out, good. Just put it out there. Yeah, and a big thanks to you for listening to this podcast and all of our other episodes. You can find them where you found this one. And until next time, we hope that our chat with Kath today has left you feeling a little bit healthier, happier and better. 